Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. Episode 15, How Feelings Fuel Action. Hey guys, what's up? I am currently hiding in my room while my babysitter tries to keep my kids from screaming. I know it's kind of a hopeless cause, but she's doing a great job. (laughs) So I'm in here trying to block some of the sound by just like hiding underneath a blanket on my bed, which makes it really hot, but it's worth it. It's for you guys. All right, so today I want to talk about feelings and how they influence actions and also why they're so important. I think you're going to learn a lot from today's podcast and I really want you to take what you learned today and try to really apply it because it can change your life. So I've taught the model in here before, um, but sometimes it helps to break down just one little piece of it because as simple as the model is, it's just five steps, five letters, it's also very complicated. We're dealing with emotions, we're dealing with our own human brain, which most of us barely understand, scientists don't even understand it. And we're also dealing with our memories and other people and languages, language barriers, all sorts of things. So the model can actually get really complicated, which is why I coach on it because as simple as it is, it's very complicated. So today I want to talk to you about feelings and why they're important and what they do for us and how they influence actions. So in the most basic way, feelings or emotions, just like a one word emotion, um, while they're created by thoughts, they're also the link between thoughts and actions. So every thought that we have um, will create a feeling And then that feeling will drive an action. And it's not super simple. An action can be something that you do, something that you don't do, a way that you just show up. Um, But our feelings are so important because we are emotional creatures. We are passionate. We love art. We love music. We love drama. We want to feel something. And we are entertained when we see somebody else feeling something. We love to watch movies or reality TV because they make us feel something. Characters who have no feelings are really boring. This is why actors get awards for being so good in the movies because their emotions are believable. And um, we really think that anytime that they're good at portraying emotion, they play the part well. Um, They thought all the right thoughts that gave them the emotions that we saw in them. We're not concerned about the thoughts that they're having. We just want to see the emotion so that we can feel it too, so that we can put ourselves in that place and feel the feelings. So even though we give tons of credit to our brain, it's really only a tiny part of the puzzle. Well, it's a big part, but it's a tiny part. When we realize that the only reason that we act or we do anything is because of how we're feeling then we can start to realize what a big impact our feelings have on us. Our brain creates thoughts, but those thoughts create emotions. Sometimes they're so complex that even from a list of hundreds of emotions, 
you could not find the feeling that you're having. That would be totally normal. We don't have a perfect language and the name for our emotion may not even exist in our language. I think it would do us a lot of good actually as a society to come up with more words that describe emotion so that we could tell people how we're feeling or so that we could just know how we're feeling because that's powerful. Sometimes we know what we want to say kind of, but we don't know how to say it. We just don't know how to express it. I've always been really fascinated um, with this list that I found of foreign words that describe feelings, but they have no English translation. Um, So I'm going to read a couple of those to you just as a side note, because I find them so cool. So I'm going to totally butcher them. If you speak these languages, Tagalog, Inuit, Japanese, German, I'm really sorry. I only speak English, (laughs) so I'm going to say them wrong, but the point of it is going to be fun. So gigil is a Tagalog word, and it's the irresistible urge to pinch or squeeze someone because they are cute or cherished. Think of like a little baby where they just have like those big cheeks or those big thighs. And usually it sounds like, oh, I just want to squeeze you. That's why I like parents. If you're a parent, you're like, I don't actually want to eat my kid, like literally, but like, I just want to eat you up. Like, I just want to embrace all the cuteness of you. That's kind of like what I think this feeling is. Um, ict, let's see, ictsuarpak. <laughs> really butchered that one it's Inuit which is like Eskimo right that um, word means the anticipation you feel when waiting for someone and you keep going outside to check if they have arrived that's a really specific feeling huh it's just one word and it's a feeling Um, and Japanese natsukashi is a nostalgic longing for the past with happiness for the fond memory, yet sadness that it is no longer. So it's like a very specific nostalgia, happiness for the fond memories, sadness that it's, sorry, that it is no longer. Um, In German, the word sensucht, is a desire for alternative states and realizations of life, even if they are unattainable. I don't even know what that means, but it's this feeling of desire, a certain feeling of desire. Um, in Thai, Grang Jai is the uneasy feeling you get when someone goes out of their way to help you, but you know it's a hassle. I know that you guys know what I'm feeling, right? Or what I'm saying, because that's happened to you, but you don't we don't have an English word for that specific thing. Um, In Japanese, wabi-sabi, apparently, (laughs) this is real. This could just be a totally fake, but it still gets the point across, right? It's a dark, desolate sublimity centered on the state of lasting only for a short time and imperfection in beauty. You guys can look these up. There's a few more. And I just think that they're so cool because we don't have words in English for these feelings, but they're real feelings. Like in our body, we can feel them, right? Um, I think, I just think they're so fun. So there've got to be thousands of words that we've never even thought of, but that we could use that would be like the perfect way to describe how we're feeling. In any case, 
life, our lives are made up of feelings. The only reason we do anything is because of how we think we're going to feel when we do that. The only reason we have goals or dreams or desires is because we think we will feel better when we get those things. Lives can be ruined by seeking to feel better in destructive ways, right? This is why people go to drugs and alcohol and sex and other unhealthy like addictions um, when you take things to the extreme they're appealing because of the way that they make us feel or most of the time they're often because we don't want to feel something because we're trying to buffer we're trying not to feel something so if you're like you know, people say, I don't drink, but people who drink alcohol will say like it gives them a buzz or it calms them down. It relaxes them. For a lot of people, it's kind of numbing. Like they don't have to feel so terrible about their job or their girlfriend dumping them or their dog dying or whatever it is. Those are so cliche, but there's so many other things, right? There's so many negative emotions that we try to hide from. Um, and so we try to do these things that help us not feel those. So when, when we have so many negative emotions that be, they just become overwhelming, um, we want to escape them. That's called buffering. And I talk a lot more about it on episode two of how to feel your feelings. But what I really want to talk about today is the fact that we are primarily emotional creatures and that we do and don't do the things we do based on how we're feeling. Our feelings affect all that we do and how we energetically show up around other people. Our bodies really are just made up of energy. When you're with another human, you first create that energy in your body with a thought and then it becomes stronger as it turns into an emotion and then even stronger as that emotion comes out in the form of body language, in words, in facial expressions, in movement, in your positioning, in the force of an action or the choice to be still or to not move. Our emotions drive all that our bodies do. And it's impossible to pinpoint all the emotions we have in a day or even an hour because our brains are constantly going and we're really on autopilot most of the time. That's the way that we survive. Our subconscious minds interpret information at an alarming rate and nearly imperceptibly, which is why we can sometimes be taken off guard by our emotions. We can have this sudden bout of anxiety or anger or fear or frustration or this is like deep sadness can just come over us. Have you ever been surprised by an emotion? You're like, whoa, where did that come from? Because our conscious mind is not really in charge most of the time. And it's not really meant to be, I don't think. We're not robots that are just able to program our lives. Our lives become beautiful when we realize that we are creating our experience emotionally in the world, but when we stop trying to forcefully control it, when we really allow it, we allow ourselves to feel all the natural emotions your conscious brain starts to realize that the lower brain is there and can course correct if necessary. But if we lived our lives without so much resistance, we could have so much more peace. All the suffering and the questioning and the resisting of our own instincts to love and to not judge and to just be grateful for all we have or be sad or disappointed or fearful, all of those natural instincts would just be okay if we weren't resisting them. One reason it's so important to examine our emotions is, first of all, 
to have more a more fulfilling life. When we tune into our bodies and we check in with them and we see how they're doing, that is called self-love. It's when you s- step away from self-love that you allow anxiety and fear to take over. This is uh, this is why in my opinion, this whole self-love movement has come up because we're feeling so much fear, so much anxiety, so much depression, so much frustration, and we don't really know how to feel those things. But real self-love is just being yourself right here, being in the present moment, saying, this is all I am. I'm, I'm this body and this mind and this heart and this spirit inside of this body. It doesn't take up much space. I love everything that is in this space. I love my feelings. I love my thoughts. You stop thinking for a minute and you just feel love for yourself. If we realized that those feelings are created by thoughts and we stopped trying to resist them so much, I am really convinced that we would have them less often. Anxiety is so often a feeling that comes as an after feeling, as a judgment feeling. We have a feeling and we don't know what it is or we think we shouldn't be having it. And so then we have anxiety about feeling the feeling. But imagine if you were having a hard day at work or someone said something rude or hurtful to you. What if instead of instantly reacting, you took a moment to check in with yourself and you asked, how does this feel? How does it feel in my body? Where am I feeling it in my body? Don't ask why I'm feeling it. Just know that it's there and there's nothing wrong with it being there. Don't worry about being tough or vulnerable or offended or right. You just look at yourself and say, how was my peace disturbed? You find the place in your body where it hurts, where you're feeling it. And then you lovingly place a hand on that part of your body your chest, your abdomen, your head, your heart, then you offer a loving thought. I'm here for you. It's okay for you to feel that way. I understand that hurt. It's okay to feel whatever you're feeling right now. Allow that feeling to be there. Allowing means you don't judge it. You don't say that it's wrong. You don't say that it's bad. You you don't try to force it out of you. You don't say, I'll feel it for a second, but I really don't want to keep feeling it. You allow it to be there as long as it needs to be there. And then you just sit in your own body. You don't make the feeling worse by thinking about the emotion or thinking more thoughts that make it more powerful. You just let it be there. You just recognize that you're human and that this is what humans do. It's the most beautiful thing that humans do. We feel, we feel pain, we feel sadness and hurt and regret and loneliness and sorrow and depression and uneasiness and feeling undervalued, but we also feel love and fulfillment and closeness and all these amazing feelings. You are an emotional creature, which means that you're also equipped to handle emotion. You were not created without the ability to handle your emotions. We think that we have a hard time feeling things, but if we allowed ourselves to feel them, we'd realize that our bodies already have all that they need to be able to handle emotions, okay? Anger doesn't have to feel explosive and it doesn't have to be a big traumatic deal. When you feel anger, it's okay for you to just say, 
why you're feeling it. Just find it in your body and let yourself feel it. It doesn't have to turn into something more by you resisting it. Your body already knows what to do. So let it. Let the feeling move through you and then love it for what it is. This is what makes a beautiful life. It's when you take everything that society would normally label as good or bad or somewhere in between and you just love all of it. You just allow it to be there without judging it or wanting to leave. That is the true purpose of thought work. Self-love is loving your life, loving without judgment, loving without trying to decide which parts of you are lovable or worthy of attention. Every part of you is. The negative emotions are an absolutely necessary and essential part of human existence. They're so vital to our being that when we resist them for long periods of time, they build up as toxins in our bodies. We allow negative energy to accumulate and maybe one day we just, quote, get depression or have depression or we have a midlife crisis or we totally lose it on the McDonald's lady or our mom on the phone. And emotions that aren't loved and they aren't allowed are the ones that become problems. When we tell people not to cry, not to worry, not to fear, not to be angry because those things are supposedly bad and those are weaknesses, we're asking them to ignore or fight against half of who they are as humans. We're asking them to stop allowing themselves to feel because for some reason we think only positive emotions should be allowed or somehow it means that we're not successful if we're feeling bad. Or that we're not good enough if we're feeling bad. That we don't deserve awards and trophies and praises like being tough and being strong. Success has been defined as having overcome something. But we think we have to overcome by never being weak, by never feeling negative emotion, by not allowing it. Or that somehow allowing it makes us less than. That that means that we're not strong, we're not tough, we don't deserve awards for sticking it out. If we are constantly resisting all that we see as negative emotion, we're really trying to stop tuning into our body. We don't just buffer the negative emotions. We buffer all emotion. We want to be solid and steady and fierce. But we weren't born to be like that. That's not the human experience. So by resisting, we're also stopping ourselves from fully feeling positive emotions. We don't know how to just feel excited or just feel happy or loved or fulfilled. We think we're chasing that feeling, but we haven't been listening to our bodies when it feels bad. So we have no clue how to tune in when they feel good either. By ignoring half of our emotions, we're muting or toning down the other half also, the half that we think we want to feel. But if we allow ourselves to feel deeply all the negative emotions our lives offer, we could also fully celebrate and recognize when we're feeling good and allow ourselves to feel more complete and human. There's a whole world that opens up when we allow negative emotion that comes up to be there. Another reason I think it's important to tune into our emotions is that they're driving all of our actions that we're taking. Emotions are scientifically measurable. They're measurable energy in our bodies. And we can sometimes tell 
just by looking at a person, if they're feeling incredibly thrilled, like when my son actually hit a ball at his baseball practice last week and his face lit up and he smiled and he jumped in the air and he raised his fist and he shouted, woohoo. He was so excited. You could tell by the way that his body was moving. He was full of energy. Or when someone is in a very bad mood or they're like really sad, something really terrible has just happened, their energy seems a lot lower. They move slower, sometimes not at all. They might be curled up in a ball or crying or fighting back tears, could be hunched over or hiding. Do you see how every emotion that we feel manifests in some way in our bodies? Others can read that emotion because our brains are trained to look for signals. People who call themselves empaths are just people who are extra good at tuning into their bodies. They allow feelings to be there. They read other people and they choose to feel the emotions that they perceive the other person is feeling. If they are near someone else, they can tune their body into the other person's and feel with them. They can create thoughts that they need to think in order to feel that, or they just feel compassion or sympathy. Even though all feelings are still created by thoughts, Sometimes those thoughts are hard to put into words because our language is imperfect and we don't have all the right words to describe what's going on in our hearts. I don't think we're supposed to because I think that we are supposed to lead from our heart, from our feelings and not our heads. When we choose love over any emotion, our actions are a hundred times more powerful than with any other emotion. Actions motivated by love can be healing and transformative to another person, another, or to our communities, to the world, the more deeply we allow all emotions, the better we can feel love and tap into that feeling when we show up in the world and when we serve. When I coach people and I show them the model that they're working from, we'll examine how they're feeling. And then I ask, How do you show up when you feel this way? And sometimes the action is a result of the person resisting emotion. If it's a feeling they don't want to be feeling or they see it as negative, the action is going to reflect their desire to not feel that way. When someone feels inferior, maybe they lash out or they treat their children poorly because they themselves are feeling bad and they don't like that feeling. So sometimes the question is, When this emotion or fear like anger or disappointment shows up in your body, what do you do? It's different for everyone and it's going to change from time to time in any one person. There's different variations and flavors of angry and there's infuriated, there's explosive, red hot. There's different variations of sadness. There's so many despair, depression, despondent, more than just four. There's so many different ways to feel anger or sadness or love or joy. They're all going to produce different actions in different people. And also according to whether the person is allowing the feeling or trying not to feel it, whether they're resisting it. Most often when we allow a negative feeling, it actually dissipates and it doesn't really have much effect on us or, or on what we do, at least not in a way that we don't want to show up. But when we allow positive emotion, this is the interesting thing. When we allow positive emotion and then we let that fuel our bodies, it can actually expand our positive impact on what we're doing and the people we're surrounded by. 
positive emotions are far more powerful tools than negative ones, but neither are more important and neither should be shut out or resisted. Once you recognize that you're an emotional being, there is great power in harnessing your emotions to work for your good. If you know you want to achieve a goal or change a habit or just be more care- a caring, loving person or more confident or productive or enthusiastic, feelings can happen spontaneously in us, but they can also be created. We can use the power of our own brains to create sentences in our mind that create the productive feelings that we want to f- that will fuel our actions. So once you stop resisting emotions and you allow them, it's going to be easier to get along with yourself. You are meant to be an emotional creature. Purposely put yourself in situations that will create emotions that you're not used to feeling. Experience more of what it means to be a human. It actually feels really good to allow emotion. The suffering comes in when we resist what is. And once you're feeling all the feelings, then try creating some just for fun. Let your life be an experiment and see if you could create what you want by finding the right thoughts that are going to create the feelings you want to feel. Don't take life too seriously. Don't allow cultural norms for your gender or age or status to declare what is okay and not okay to feel. Just allow yourself to be human and feel all the feelings. Tune into your body and your heart and love yourself, love your feelings, love your thoughts, love you being human exactly as you are right now. Feelings are the most powerful kind of energy. Anything you want in your life can be created by a feeling. I love you guys. I'm so glad you're here today. If you have questions or you want to check in with me on Instagram, I spend a lot of time over there. So just message me or comment on one of my posts. I love to coach on Instagram, just quick little things. If you want, you can also sign up to be coached by me for free for one hour. It's a consult call. You will see how powerful coaching is. I will help you to feel your feelings. I will help you to recognize how beautiful your life already is and that you don't actually have to change anything in order to feel better. I promise you that better feelings are within reach, but that you don't have to only feel positive emotions to feel better. I know it sounds backwards, but a fulfilling life is totally available to you right now with all the things that you think are bad and all the things that you think are good. If you want more of this, jump on a consult call with me. You can also check out thoughtbosscoaching.com and sign up for a free consult there. I cannot wait to meet you. I love the work that I do. I love helping people feel exactly how they want to feel. And I love helping them allow their lives to be exactly what it is without resisting It is so much better for you. It's just healthier, but it also feels better too. And once you start feeling, then you're like, wow, I'm really powerful. I could totally create whatever I want using the model. It's amazing and it's awesome. Okay, I will see you next week. I have a whole list of podcast episodes that I want to record. I'm so excited to bring all of them to you. There is so much value coming for you. I love you guys. See you next time. Bye. 
If you love this podcast and you want to see how this work can change your life, I want to invite you to join the Thought Boss Coaching Program. It's simple. You talk, I listen, and then we get to work. Coaching is the fastest way to gain confidence, let go of your past, and reach your goals. I believe in you, and it's time for you to believe in yourself. Sign up for a free session at thoughtbosscoaching.com slash join. I can't wait to meet you.